Hello and welcome to this week's The Two Pinter with me, Jono. And me, Gaz. We're uh, two mates who like talking all things sport and debate it sometimes too. Um, we can find us on social media at Pinter2 on uh, Facebook or Twitter. Um, please uh, do get in touch, give us a question, uh, leave a review, whatever you like, all much appreciated. Uh, but firstly, it's uh, it's all matters pod. It's been a bit of a two-week hiatus. Uh, I know our millions of fans out there have been wondering where we are. Uh, but congratulations, <laughs> you're in, uh, in order, Gareth. Uh, you've had a, a second child. So uh, congrats. And how's it being uh, a dad again? Ah, it's easy, isn't it? Um, yeah, sleeping in the guest room, letting uh, letting the half do all the uh, all the work. Um, no change. No, no, change, no change there, then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no. It's uh, yeah. It's nice to have another one. Um, although I'd forgotten. Forgot what it's like being weed on and stuff, and you're changing nappies and uh, and the sort of sleepless nights. But um, but yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, it's good fun. And uh, I've I've been off work up until um, tomorrow, so tomorrow's going to be a bit of a uh, wake up call going back into work. But there we go. But yeah, thanks. Yeah, sorry for not being available for the uh, the two pinters. Not at all. Not at all. Um, and yeah, we've uh, we've uh, missed some sport in between, but still plenty to talk about. Uh, Gonna steer away from the Premiership this week because you know uh, Liverpool won and City won. It's been that way for weeks and weeks now, uh, and we'll come back to you when uh, when that changes. But uh, the Champions League uh, is is also very delicately balanced uh, with the uh, second legs this week. Uh, Liverpool probably look good, but the uh, the question I pose to you, Gareth, is, is can Manchester dominate this week? Both uh, both clubs one nil down. Um, Bonds, uh, United have lost an away goal and uh, City have, have got a well, you know, didn't, uh, didn't score an away goal but yeah can uh, can manage to rise in the uh, Champions League uh, If you want to take United first uh, I, I can't see a way back from um, against Barca I thought, I thought they looked good in in parts against Barca um, um, yeah but I, I know United did well to come back against PSG and that looked like a a tide that was dead and buried at times and, and they came back into it but I can't see it happening again against Barca um, I think Barca's very good at keeping the ball uh, United uh, shown their frailties um, sort of time and time again they showed again on the weekend they, they didn't look very good against West Ham um, they got away with a, a couple of de- good decisions um, or a couple of dodgy decisions uh, went their way on uh, against West Ham and, Is it four, um, four out of six they've lost I think it is, is it four out of six Four out of six, they've lost. In the last six games, at United. Oh, right, sorry. So, <laughs> um, so after, yeah, yeah. After a very uh, impressive run, that got in the job since he's got in the big chair. It seems to have uh, since he's at the wheel. They got in a big chair that's got a wheel in it. <laughs> but yeah, um, since he stepped up, it seems to have gone to part a bit. Yeah, it's quite good because I think it's uh, it's since uh, I said how much I like. Solskjaer and how much of a great man he is I think since then he's um, it's all gone to pot so uh, yeah quite pleased with that um, yeah man, they, they, they look sort of perhaps they look a bit more nailed on for um, the top four a few weeks back but now it's uh, sort of hanging finally in the balance again uh, could do with them um, beating City in a couple of weeks time but um, you know we'll, we'll see about that uh, but yeah so so United I can't see them Getting they have to score two um, as things stand. Um, I can't see Barca not scoring at the new camp. Um, Barca just have just have so many options uh, without playing amazing football this uh, this year. They've just been 
um, fairly efficient. Um, yeah, they've, 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 Messi was, uh, <laughs> was had, had a clattering challenge from uh, Smalling in the uh, in the game on Wednesday, um, and that seemed to knock him out of sorts. But I can't see uh, you keeping Messi quiet again for for a second leg. Um, so yeah, unless you, you're going to persuade me otherwise, I think it's going to be. Um, well, I don't know. I'll go. I'll probably not even in the way goal for United. I'll probably go for a two-nil win uh, on the night for Barca. Uh, I sort of agree with what you all said, but we'd have said exactly the same before they went to Paris, wouldn't we? Uh, a few weeks back, and they managed to turn that around. Um, so I wonder. Um, have, have they got something special? It's obviously a very happy stomping ground for Solskjaer. You know, the crowning moment of his career <laughs> as, as a player. Um, mm. I, I mean, Barca were able to rest all the players at the weekend, which United didn't say. They can't say, sorry. Um, so, yeah, I think probably not. But at the same time, I, yeah, I don't think from what we've seen from Barca, they're, they're winning the league at Canada, but that's probably says as much about how bad Madrid have been this season and how good they've been. Um, mm. And, yeah, we're watching the game last, I thought they were decent without being outstanding. And... Um, yeah, I mean, if United's big boys can, can play better than they have been, let's see Pogba, you know, scored a couple of penalties in the weekend against West Ham. Let's see him do it against the likes of Barcelona. Um, let's see if, yeah, if they get Martial and Rashford going. It depends what side he picks, but I'd, yeah, I'd be surprised if he doesn't want to use it. But he rested, he rested Rashford on, on Saturday, didn't he? So, yeah, I'm sure him on, but And I think probably why. Think why not try and do a bit of pace probably on the counter in that, you know, in the new camp, you're not going to have most of the ball, are you? Um, Hmm. running at the PKs of this world who's, who's not as young as he used to be um, yeah I wonder if they can um, if they can uh, yeah I suppose you'd probably go the exact same game plan even as PSG try and hold on for dear life as they did in the first half and then smash and grab late on um, mm-hmm. but like you say the problem is it's tough to see Barca not scoring at New Camp and then United have got to get to it and make the extra goal haven't they or well, two extra goals in, in this tie Um mm-hmm. So I reckon they'll nick a goal, but probably 2-1 Barca, 3-1 would be my prediction. Um, but mm. we'll see. Uh, but on to Man City, who get to uh, play in front of their own fans. Um, they're pretty much non-stop at the minute, City. Uh, I'm not going to feel too sorry for a squad worth as much as theirs, but it, it is constant game after constant pressurised game. Um, mm. And I thought Spurs were very good value for the win last week. Uh, we'll... We'll see if we have to hold on. It's probably the one they want to win more than others. Any other? Um, yeah, can they can they turn it around? Uh, it, it's probably, probably from a neutral's point of view. It's probably the ideal result last week, wasn't it? With uh, City not scoring and advantage Spurs. Um, I, I, I probably don't think Spurs have, have done enough, though. Um, as mad as it sounds, I think if, if Spurs had a, a two or three goal uh, lead. Um, City were going to come out and attack them and um, perhaps leave a bit of space in behind it. Spurs tend to be better without Kane at the moment, don't they? So maybe uh, <laughs> maybe that would uh, that would play into uh, Spurs' hands a bit. But I think at 1-0, I don't think City really have to change their game plan. Um, they just take the time and unlock um, the little holes that appear in, in defence. Um, yeah, I, I, I think City will probably score before half-time and I think uh, City will go on to win in, in 90 minutes. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think it was a bit of an anomaly last week. Um, I didn't see all the game. I was watching uh, the local game, so I watched uh, bits of it afterwards, uh, the City game. But 
um, but I understand City were a bit off the off colour and um, De Bruyne didn't come on till the very end, did he? No, it was bizarre. He, he, and he came on the order. He, he created two chances within the five minutes he was on. A little bit than everyone else, and he, he does look like he's starting to come back into form. He played some. Well, he set up Sterling's the first goal in the yesterday with a, a lovely weighted ball, and he's starting to look like he's controlling games again, which is a frightening prospect for the rest of Europe, as he was probably the Premiership's best player last season. Did he win Player of the Year last season? He did, didn't he? Yeah. It's funny though because he's been back for a while, hasn't he? It's, it's take, taken a long while to get two, back three in, months back into form, and you think of a player that smart, that fluid. With and it's not like you know he's, he's a one-man team and that City don't afford him any space, but it's, it's really taken him a long while to settle and start playing again. But if he's playing like a doesn't even have to play as well as last season, just play like a uh, an international standard player, then he's he's enough to <laughs> tip balances in their favour. And if he's playing like his world class mm. self, uh, you know, world eleven central player. Then yes, yeah, City of uh, in the in the words of Arsene Wenger, it's like a new transfer, isn't it? Um, mm. And uh, and quite someone like that. So it's interesting because City, uh, I don't think of them as being very strong defensively. And you know, Palace managed to nick a goal at the weekend, but, but they don't concede loads, City. But Spurs, like you say, uh, you know, hit four at the weekend with a second choice. Yeah, it's a bit of a second choice side. Some coming off the bench. Um, you think Son's running it? I'm guessing they'll play Laporte and Stone. Due to Shin Company played the weekend, didn't they? Mm. Um, he's he's probably still got the trickery and pace to frighten them. And if they nick a goal, then it becomes very interesting. Uh, but yeah, but but if, do you think Spurs, even though as well as they played um, and as quiet as they kept City by large, to, to a large extent, City still missed a penalty, didn't they? Inside ten minutes, and Dreadful. Spurs only walk away with a one nil win. Dreadful penalty. Um, yeah, and even then, that was the uh, that was a one 0 win in the you know the new ground, the buzz around the place. Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I just don't, I don't think Spurs have done enough. Um, and unless unless they if City if City sort of yeah keep the same game plan, I think uh, I think it'll just be a, a matter of time before they they un, unlock Spurs' defence. I'll go slightly different. Yeah, I don't think it will. I reckon uh, City in extra time. So I reckon it'll be two one. In ninety, and City will nick one in extra time. That was my prediction. So, uh, hmm. yeah, three two City on aggregate. A E T. Um, but exciting times. Your boys are probably going to roll through, and then Juve Ajax is is a finely poised one as well. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Juve have got the away goal, but um, yeah, Ajax uh, for rolling back the years, and uh, yeah, back to a big European power before everyone gets nicked this summer. Yeah, it was it was a cracking goal from um he's he's the lad who's been linked with Everton I think uh, quite a bit. Um yeah, it was a, it was a cracking goal uh, just after half time. Um uh, well you you still <laughs> still hard to look past Juve, isn't it? But I suppose this is the similar thing to what um Ajax did to Madrid in the the round before. Um so yeah, why why not? Yeah, uh, I think I think I'll bet Ronaldo and Co. Uh but yeah, you never know. Uh and so we're predicting Juventus, City, Liverpool and Barca as the last four. Rather tasty. Yeah. Yeah. Rather tasty. Um, OK, we'll move on uh, to the barmaid. We've had a barmaid in this week, Gareth. Uh, it's from, from Irish Dan from Luton. Uh, or Sheff- now living in Sheffield. Um, and he's bringing up about the uh, the recent Israel Falau for all. Falau for all. Say that quickly ten times. Um, I don't know for those who haven't seen it Israel Folau probably Australia's top rugby union player has been sacked today 
for uh, making comments on social media, um, reporting to his Christian faith and saying that uh, a lot of different people were sinners and would die in hell, such as gays, uh, liars, alcoholics, and, and quite a few people he listed. Um, he has uh, got a history of this. He did get on social media about a year ago and got himself in bother. Uh, he's done it again and mm. he's been sacked today. But uh, Irish Dan asks, uh, given the amount of money in the game and the perception of player power, could you envisage a Premiership side or a home nation side sacking on their best like Australia have done with Palau? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good question, isn't it? Mm, it's a, a very good question. It's a, it's a huge, um, it's a huge move by uh, by Australian um, uh, rugby union. It's less than six months I mean, to the World Cup, and you uh, get rid yeah. of your best player. And they're already, um, you know, in a poor state. And, and I suppose this is the thing, isn't it? It shouldn't dictate where your team are and what you are, um, how you're doing. It, it, you know, it's if you're going to um, stick to a certain code of conduct from your um, your employers and that's where you're going to stick to uh, I think it's it's set a set, well it's potentially going to set a, a big precedent isn't it for for um, probably not just the rugby uh, players but um, sports players across uh, across all codes um, I mean Billy is getting himself into a bit of hot bother by um, by by but just sort of, yeah, coming out and supporting um, Falau in, in some ways, isn't he? I think... Um, well, he's come out today and said that he uh, didn't mean to hurt people in his post and admitted it was an error. Didn't apologise, just uh, spoke about God a bit and uh, said that he uh, he was mainly trying to talk about God with Israel and not do that. Uh, England haven't sacked their uh, talismanic number eight, though. Um, no. <laughs> unsurprisingly. But, but, but yeah, come back no. to the issue. Yeah, and I, I don't really want to go into, like, you know the, the ins and outs of of, of the other cases. I mean, if you look at the um, there was the Suarez one the other, uh, a couple of years back, which uh, Liverpool handled appallingly. Um, there was the whole racism row, um, and there was, it was you know things were said at the time about uh, 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 what um, Suarez had said about Ever and whether um, whether Liverpool would have stood by him had he been a, um, a player who was in the youth team or you know just because he was our sort of talisman at the time then um, you know did, did that mean we just kind of brushed issues under the carpet and I suppose that that's that is the issue isn't it it's the what, what the clubs do with with players who are um, who have this power uh, so yeah we're talking yeah. we're talking equivalent is a, a Mo Salah now aren't we basically or um, I think a Sergio Aguero uh, Paul Pogba mm-hmm. um, I mean it's not it's, it's not the same but you you know you hear things that Pogba was uh, undermining uh, Mourinho quite heavily this season before he went and, and Pogba won that power struggle mm. you think back to the Chelsea days when successive managers seemed to take on the, the John Terry's and Frank Lampard's of the world and, and got moved on um, mm. slightly different though and, and this I think but ultimately to, to answer Dan's question no I don't, I don't think they would I think um, I think they've shown that if, if you're good enough ultimately if you're good enough at sport most places all all let let you carry on and just give you a slap mm-hmm. on the wrist in public, um, yeah. And uh, rugby, I suppose you're not paying the extortionate transfer fees that you're paying in football, and and you know that football's got more money in it, so it can afford to. But still, uh, for you know, let's say Salah, if, if Liverpool choose to dispense with a player who's worth what in the open market now, hundred to two hundred million somewhere in that range, probably. I don't know how old Salah is, but. Mm-hmm. Let's say a 150 million pound player. 
he's going to get snapped up by someone straight away. Um, mm. That doesn't make. So we it, saw it with um, like Chad Evans. Uh, I know we, we talked about him last time we were on the pod. Now <laughs> we mentioned Chad Evans uh, twice on our pod, but um, yeah, talked about him being picked up uh, after the whole um, rapist allegations against him. Um, there's Adam Johnson's serving or about to serve his, his uh, time in prison. Um, you know, we we talked again about how how soon will it be before um, a team just sort of forgets the negative press or just accepts the negative press, uh, a negative PR, and um, and just goes goes after the player. It's quite an interesting one. Again, it's slightly different, but in the states, uh, two players have been now sacked from NFL teams for domestic abuse incidents. Not players who've done it behind closed doors who have been brought up in court or had allegations against them. Two players who've been caught on video are the only ones who've lost their jobs. Uh, hmm. So one was Ray, Ray Rice, uh, probably three or four years back now, quite famously, and quite a shocking video of him um, punching his partner in a lift um, and then dragging her out quite seriously. And then another one was a player, Kareem Hunt, this year, who uh, was in a hotel again and came out, of, was, there was an argument in sort of the lobby, not the lobby, like in the corridor. Um, and he first... Hmm. Uh, First hit them, she sort of stumbled away, and then he's seen comes back again and sort of charges into her and another person who's next to her, and knocks her over and then sort of goes away. And he he also got sacked and he's been picked up. Uh, Ray Rice never got picked up, but yeah, you kind of feel that unless there's something uh, very visual that you know we can see on, uh, and I don't mean by visual, I don't mean like what Falao did, we put a picture up of what he used. You know, unless there's something visual, if I suppose. Salah uh, abusing someone in a in a video. Uh, I think it's very unlikely that they someone would take him on. Um, yeah. And even then, uh, again, these are all sort of different. But Stephen Gerrard, uh, there's a sort of there was footage of a few years ago, wasn't it? Not to keep popping the Liverpool. I don't think you're unique in this, but <laughs> him, uh, him, you know, yeah, sold a DJ because he didn't play his music or whatever the real reason was. It's yeah, they're um, they're not quite a law unto themselves, but they. I think if you're good at sport you can get away with a fucking hell of a lot mm-hmm. um, yep. and you wonder uh, Australia will uh, I think but, they'll come second in your group I think and they'll uh, and they'll uh, I suppose one of the interesting questions is will Australian fans if they uh, if they get beat by Wales in the, in the World Cup group will they say it's worth worth it the, the moral stand yeah, and I suppose that's that's the thing, isn't it? You know, we we have given all these other examples, but they've all been um, they've all been cases where players have kind of got their way um, by hook or by crook, or one way or the other. The clubs have backed them or have um, signed things off behind closed doors in court and paid people off. Uh, whereas this one, this is probably the the first big case where a well a federation is just has. Um, Dispensed of probably its prized asset, um, with with no you know unceremonially just kind of just dumped them, haven't they? Um, you know, I'm not, yeah, I'm not kind of saying why whether they should have or shouldn't, but you know that that's that shows that perhaps the player power isn't as uh, as great as, as what we uh, if Australia are able to do it, then you know does that set a precedent for for clubs and countries worldwide now? Would the difference be though that they're a national team and he can't go anywhere else? So true. Yeah. You know, it would would, yeah. would it be would they be as principled if uh, if he could join England for the World Cup? 
Uh, whereas, you know, we're saying Dan asked about a premiership club. Like I say, I think Salah, De Bruyne, whoever ha- mm. has it gets picked up <laughs> within seconds, probably. <laughs> um, he'll have yeah. half of Europe on the phone to him. Um, so, no, I mean, I don't want to take away from uh, from the Australian uh, Rugby Federation. It's a brave decision, especially in World Cup. You're very brave. Um, mm. And, and you know, they're not a... And this, again, doesn't excuse it, but they're not like in New Zealand where they're, you know, they've got players all over the place anyway, even if, um, I don't know, Brad, Brad Barrett gets binned or whoever, um, they've got somebody else in the pipeline coming through. Um, Australia, they're a team in the decline at the minute, aren't they? They're not. This isn't, uh, this isn't like they've got a dearth of talent coming through. Unless they have, unless, unless uh, they know about players or they, they think they've uh, got a very strong hand anyway and uh, this is all... Um, yeah, no, sorry, it shouldn't, shouldn't be uh, <laughs> degenerate from what they're doing. And I suppose uh, the Marty Stewart Lancaster did it with Dylan Hartley, didn't he? Um, before the World Cup, Hartley got in trouble for headbutting another member of his squad in the game, uh, which hmm. ruled him out of the game and he uh, he dropped him because it wasn't the sort of thing they wanted in the squad and... But in the World Cup, uh, I was would have quite happily had Dylan Hartley in the squad again. It's not the same thing, but um, you, you can guarantee, I think, uh, if Australia struggling in the World Cup, there'll be people saying it wasn't worth the uh, principal stance they took, which is mm. it's kind of sad. But, um, but at the same time, uh, yeah, it's uh, you, you can uh, you can draw your morals, and we'll, uh, we'll perhaps come on to that. You can draw your morals where you'd like about sport and how it relates to sport. Some people like to see sport as the escape and let people do what they want mm. build others. Different, but we'll, we'll perhaps come on to a similar character that later on in the pod. Uh, but while we're on a rugby, Gareth, the uh, the race for the bottom of the uh, of the, of the Gallagher Premiership is, uh, is is looking a bit more uh, certain than it was a little while ago. The mighty Leicester. Yeah, unfortunate. Eh? Unfortunate. We we were both uh, both watched the uh, the Leicester game on Friday night, and we the uh, certainly the uh, most of the uh, the second half. Anyway, the uh, away at Newcastle. Leicester, um, yeah, needed. Well, Newcastle needed to uh, to win with a bonus point win against uh, Leicester to kind of put the cat amongst the pigeons and uh, put the three of them, Leicester, Newcastle and Worcester, all down there and going into the final two games, three games? Three games, I think, yeah. Um, games, yeah. But Leicester managed to escape with a win, uh, 27-22. Uh, we're defending our line for their lives at the end, but they managed to hold on. And it was compounded for... Uh, for Newcastle when Worcester managed to get a bonus point win the next day mm. so now uh, Newcastle sit seven points adrift with us I think three to play seven points adrift to Worcester uh, and eight points and Leicester it's four points for a win five, uh, you get a bonus point if you uh, score four tries uh, yeah they've got Northampton uh, in a couple of weeks time uh, and then they've got uh, they've got they've got they're in the way at Gloucester and they've got yeah. Bristol at home flying in Newcastle so uh, I mean, there's possibilities of winning there, but then Leicester have got Bath at home, and they've got Harlequins away, and uh, Bristol at home, um, and then Worcester have got Gloucester at home, uh, Northampton away, and Saracens at home on the last day. Saracens could well be resting players because they're mm. already going to be in what looks like second place. So, well, they're definitely in second, aren't they? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think uh, I think Newcastle potentially win one, possibly even two of them games, but. I, I think Leicester and Worcester could both win at least one of their games, which puts them out of reach, really. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, shame for um, all our uh, Leicester-hating uh, listeners. Um, but 
Disagree respectfully, Gareth. Yeah. It's still been a very embarrassing <laughs> season for a, a club that prides itself as one of the top ones. Uh, but also sad for Newcastle in the, the year when rugby's uh, finally getting to them. And uh, come on to this, it gives a nice little segue. Uh, the European Cup, Champions Cup title was in Newcastle this year. And this weekend we've got the semi-finals. Uh, two Titanic clashes uh, on Saturday. 3.15 it's Saracens v Munster. And then Sunday uh, it's, I think, 3 o'clock. It's Leinster v Toulouse. Uh, which, which games are exciting you more, Gareth? Uh, I think Leinster to lose. Um, Repeat the group stage yeah. where it was uh, one all. Uh, they uh, to lose were in France and Leinster won in Ireland. It's back in Ireland, which yeah. uh, in Leinster's pretty much Leinster's home stadium, which seems a bit of a joke. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> where's the Saris game? Uh, in Wasp Stadium of all places, uh, the Rico Arena. Ah, uh, Yeah. Bit odd. Um, yeah, not sure. There, there's some quite weird rules around it, um, depending on where you finish and who gets home ties and, and what kind. It's meant to be in the home country, not necessarily. Depends on the size of the ground, um, and it depends. So, so to, to, to go through that, there's so Sarries down in down in London, playing Coventry, Mont- yeah. a bit outside of London, but yeah, uh, playing. No, Mont- but no, but so where, where they're from, so they're based down in London, mm-hmm. and play Munster, who are in Ireland. Yep. And so how, halfway between them. But it has to be in Sarri's home ground, uh, home home country. Yes, because they finish high, is... higher in the groups. However, there used to be a rule that if you finished lower, so there's like there's like eight eight quarterfinals, and they seed it one two eight, depending on where you finish in the groups, your points. Uh, sorry, you you can take the fire group winners, and you're the three best losers runners up. Uh, but it used to be a rule that where if if you were one of the runner up sides and you won away at a top seed. Um, used to get it back in your country because remember it happened a couple of years ago but now I think they may have changed it to if you're one of the top two seeds which I think Saracens and Leinster were you still get to get home at least your home country draw all the way to the uh, all the way to the final essentially <laughs> but what it means for Leinster is that they're at the a stadium of uh, sufficient size is the Aviva Stadium which is in Dublin where they play so <laughs> works out very nicely for them um, <laughs> But Toulouse, uh, they got a man sent off in the quarterfinal after about half an hour against the Racing, mm-hmm. who were the favourite, and they managed to weather that and win the game in, in stunning fashion. Can they? Uh, mm-hmm. Can they take advantage of what's been a bit of a, a bit of a, a horror season for the Irish boys, really? Um, and yeah, shock, shock. Yeah, we'd be, be quite a shock uh, and turn Leinster over. Um, I hope so. Uh, I, I, yeah. It'd be, it'd be nice if, um, yeah, it'd be nice if uh, if Toulouse did win. Um, yeah, they, they play uh, attacking rugby, don't they? And like you say in the, in the, in the previous game, it was very uh, kind of cavalier stuff. Even though they're down ten, uh, well, not ten men, fourteen men, um, they uh, they shocked Racing. Uh, they've got some uh, some exciting backs to play. Um, Dupont, the uh, the new French scrum half, is is a very handy player. Mm. And Leinster are kind of boring, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> not, quite, not quite as boring as Sarri's, but. Uh, well, yeah. Um, no, yeah, Leinster, you know, well, yeah, you've got Sexton running the game, he's going to try and control the territory he was kicking. They've got uh, a big set of Irish forwards in front of them, but I know Dan Levy still seems to have been a big loss for, um, for them and Ireland this season, but. Uh, yeah, both Sarries and Leinster are seven points favourites. Um, mm. And, yeah, I think that's probably justified. I'd love to see Toulouse uh, 
Yeah, roll back the years. They are they are one of the most storied uh, European teams, and they won it four times back in uh, all in the nineties, I think, or mainly in the nineties, mm. if not all. Um, and it'd be lovely to see the young bunch of uh, French boys who seem to play with a bit of the Gaelic fair, along with a couple of uh, grizzled veterans like Jerome Kano from All Black uh, back yeah. Um But yeah, you think it's probably it looks the, the whole tournament's really been set up for uh, to be a Sarries Leinster final the whole way through. It's looked like and. Yeah, I don't see that changing this week. And I think Saris will win more comfortably than Leinster. I think Saris could win by mm. 12 to 15 points, something like that. I think Leinster will probably win by uh, 5, 7. Yeah, I think that handicaps will do it fairer. Um, so, so I hope, hope we're wrong. But yeah, I think in your home country it's probably a bit too much advantage. And yeah, what will be a roll on, what will be a Titanic final? Um, yeah. The last couple of winners, isn't it? Uh, Saris won yeah. two and then Leinster won after. So very interesting. Uh, that should be fun. Uh, what wasn't fun though, Gareth, was watching uh, probably the nicest man in boxing. Uh, if you don't know if you've ever heard him speak, but he he couldn't <laughs> come across as a nicer guy, Anthony Million Dollar Crawler. Uh, watch him go over to the states and um, you know take quite a risk and uh, put it all on the line. Uh, you could you know people talk about boxers taking fights and not wanting this fight, not wanting that fight. Um, people being trying to fight above their uh, above their station and Anthony Crawler got this when he went in against the pound, pound number one Lomachenko when it was announced everyone said he wasn't worthy um, but he was you know mandatory challenger he got there and he went out and uh, yeah he didn't didn't fare too well did he against um, against someone quite special uh, yeah yeah no he was he was completely outboxed wasn't he um, <laughs> unfortunately uh, like you say he came across uh just comes across really well, really nice bloke. Before um, before and after he came across really well with certain right things and afterwards he was gracious and yeah, just he admitted he wasn't quite there and he hadn't been in with someone that good. Um You see how, how um, kind of just deflated he was. He, he basically said I've, I've I've become the best I can, I've put myself in the best shape and I come over here and then he still just beats me with the with the body shot uh, and he just uh, he just deflated, wasn't he? He, yeah, he, he, he wasn't close. He, he, I don't really. He was, he, so he got stopped in round four. I don't particularly remember a clean shot him landing. Uh, he, he would have yeah. landed some punches, but none of them looked particularly clean. And he looked like it, it looked like he finished in the third when he was getting battered on the ropes, and the referee stepped in, and it looked like he called it off. And Lomachenko was already celebrating a couple of people in the ring, and the referee said, "No, no, just doing a standing eight <laughs> count because the ropes are holding him up." Uh, it, it didn't take long. Uh, he managed to get to the bell, and then yeah, he got dropped the next yeah round, and he wasn't getting up from that. Um, but he yeah, he went, you know he went out on his shield and he tried. But like, like you say, uh, you can try your best, and it sounded like he trained from what all I was listening to. He trained very hard. He tried all different things. He was fighting, he was sparring classy boxers and southpaws who who were giving him different ideas on what would happen and. You, you, it shows you can train all you want but someone like Lomachenko as good as he is um, he, yeah, yeah a man who fought 397 times in the amateurs and lost once um, yeah he's on a he's on a different plane and he's a reason he's uh, he's number one in the world really um, so, so very much fair play Quilla uh, do you see him coming back from here or do you mm. think he'll retire on that well, if you go on his interview afterwards he was uh, he sort of half talked about having one more um, big one towards the end of the year um, but I think <laughs> I think he was caught up between two things really because he I think he wants to go out on a high, um, but he he, he's, he doesn't think he's going to give as much as he gave for uh, for training for this 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 one just this Lomachenko one, um, 
So yeah, I think he's. It'll be if he does have any more. I think it'll be perhaps one more towards the end of the year, which will just be a bit more of a celebration rather than uh, any particular big fight. I think. And he, to be fair, he's he's, he's tackled tougher things than Lomachenko, and that you know he was uh, once his neighbours were being burgled, and he chased the uh, burglars mm. away and got a brick over or not a, a bit of a slab over his head for the trouble. Um, yeah. But I mean, relating to that, you wonder is and, and getting knocked out of the boxing ring is, is it worth it? Um, He's, uh, I hope, and I assume he's made a decent packet of money for fighting Lomachenko. Not not any Joshua money, but very good money. Uh, and yeah, he's had a fairly tough career. He's had a lot of fights. He's been in, you know, he's been in with Lomachenko. He lost to Linares twice, both in great performances. Mm. Um, his fight before Lomachenko against Jordan was was a battle uh, that he won, and he but it was close, and he took plenty of punches again. Uh, I, I don't think he'd be go to wrong retiring and saying he his last fight he went up against the best and put it all out there and he wasn't good enough and what can you do mm. uh, no. not the same for Lomachenko though where does he go next uh, he's uh, becoming more and more of a sensation isn't he the, the more you watch him the more you're amazed by the, the football the fact that he can sort of stand straight in front of someone never get hit and just bat them repeatedly um, mm. he's yeah cleaning up the division after division now um, where, where does he go um, was he talking about Mikey Garcia afterwards? He was, um, which was probably, I mean, I'd still love to see it, but it was a slightly more exciting fight um, a few months ago before Mikey Garcia got battered against Errol Spence. Um, hmm. So I don't know if, if Lomachenko thinks that maybe he goes and tries to unify the title. Um, he's got the young lads, uh, is it Tiafio Lopez, who was in the crowd on the weekend, who's on the same stable hmm. as him. So I don't know if they're thinking about going that way with that, but... Uh, yeah, Mike Garcia is probably the big one ultimately that would would be interesting to see. But um, I think yeah, Garcia I ran away from him, though, don't they? <laughs> well, yeah, Garcia went up and fought a guy who was huge to potentially avoid <laughs> to get away from. him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I wonder if he goes fights Lopez. There's also Richard Comey who he was talking about fighting before this fight um, came off. So yeah, I think he maybe tries to completely unify this division uh, mm. as his stable mate. Uh, Usyk did with the cruiserweights, and then. Yeah, then see if uh, see if Mikey Garcia wants to maybe maybe they both fight uh, one before and then try and get that one early next year at some point. So sort of spring. So springtime. We put Levachenko in pound for pound then against what Crawford. Nice segue, Gareth. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> one Terence Crawford who's fighting another one of Britain's finest this weekend. Um, I think I'll put Levachenko on one to answer your question, but. Uh, yeah, Terence Crawford is... is He's had more fights, though, hasn't he, Lomachenko? Thanks. He's had a lot more fights. Lomachenko or Crawford, you mean? Yeah, Crawford's Crawford, had yeah. a lot more fights. Yeah, yeah, yes. Um, he's been dominating for a while, and um, he's also moved... Uh, he, he's gone up a weight division as well, has he? Yeah, he was the super lightweight before, so he's quite. he's been in world weight for... I think this is, will be his fourth fight. No, third fight. Um, as he moved up a division, and he... Hasn't really skipped a beat in his first two fights. Um, yeah, gave Jeff Horn a bit of a beating. Um, and then, yeah, uh, stopped Benavidez late. And now he fights Amir Khan. Uh, mm. Former Olympic hero of Great Britain. Uh, one of your favourite fighters, I know, Gareth. Um, <laughs> can Amir... My favourite Amir Khan, the thing about Amir Khan, is we, we once saw him in, uh, in a club in Liverpool <laughs> when, we were in, when we were both students. And, uh, yeah, one of my mates, um, everyone, I think, was trying to get near him just to... Old, old poses like holding um, 
pretending you're having a fight with him. Yeah, doing a boxing match. Uh, one, one of my mates asked uh, whether he was... Uh, said, aren't you like a famous runner or something? <laughs> uh, <laughs> just made me chuckle when, when, he, when he told me the next day. But, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Terence Crawford, 34-0, 25 knockouts. Um, yeah, he was another one who completely unified the division, which is was very rare until this year now, or until the last uh, year, and then Usyk and him both did it. Um, I think we done once before that, and now it's done three, and uh, there's a lot of talk that Joshua and Wilder might try it one day, but we'll uh, run hold our breath on that. <laughs> but uh, Amir Khan, all the talk was, will he fight Kelbrook, why he fight Kelbrook? And when well, we talked about a while ago, he's, he's gone and got himself... Um, a tougher fight somehow. Um, mm. uh, yeah, can uh, can Amir pull off what would be a pretty well minute upset? Probably not as big as Crawlers would have been, but still huge. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, 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 I think I said, said at the time, I'll probably go over, nothing's changed in my mind, but I, I, although it's it's the hardest, harder fight in terms of physically hard, I think he, he did it to um, to save face for having to, to fight Brooke. Uh, I, don't think he, I don't think he wants to face Brook because if he loses to Brook, then he's got nowhere to go. Um, uh, I know you disagree with that. I do. Um, I, I, yeah, I think it's an easy thing to say, but he, he's potentially getting himself humiliated here. Uh, and I think, oh, I mean, potentially, in, but more in the terms of I think he, he I think he genuinely thinks he's still uh, one of the best in the world, Khan. I think he thinks. Yeah, of course he does because he's deluded. Oh, you've got to back yourself, haven't you? Um, but <laughs> I think he thinks that the, the Brook fight will still be there. And, and to be fair, if he loses this, he wants to fight Brook uh, within the net. I mean, it, it drags on, but I'd still watch it. <laughs> It'd be Brook. Um, it's probably, mm. you know, it could end up being a bit like Matt May with a Pacquiao in that it probably happened a few years after it should. Doesn't mean I won't watch it when mm. it happens. And doesn't mean I won't quite happily pay pay view money to watch Khan uh, v Brook. But uh, yeah, I still think. Oh, I'm still impressed with Khan how he still gets very big fights and still puts himself in against the best and it's no mean feat here you know Khan we can say what you want is to take an easy fight but he's putting his uh, he's putting his health on the line and Khan's not someone who uh, has shown a great ability to take a punch he's you know savage <laughs> savage some pretty, pretty, pretty savage knockouts in his career in uh, Prescott mm. Garcia and, and probably worst of all Canelo Alvarez who yeah, he was he was out for it at the canvas, wasn't he? Um, mm. And that was only well, that was he's only had two fights since, and he, he got put down in one of them against Samuel Vargas, his last fight. Uh, what what Khan does have, which is, is yeah, is up there with anyone in the pound family. His hand speed is incredible, um, mm. and you wonder if that will cause Crawford problems. Well, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if um, he starts off a bit like he did against Alvarez and probably nicks a few of the early rounds. I don't think he'll quite necessarily get the savage knockout. I think Crawford. He's also a supreme boxer. He's, he's not probably, probably not quite as quick as Khan, but he um, he works angles beautifully and he cuts off the ring. And I think he'll slowly stalk Khan down. And uh, I think he'll probably win on points. I think he might. I think Khan might manage to get the bell. Um, but I think yeah, Crawford probably takes him apart second half of the fight and um, bats him. But yeah, with, if Khan, but Khan's problem isn't that he um, isn't that he's an idiot. It's just that he gets himself in scraps when he. Can't particularly take a punch well, and he, you know, he'll he'll be working. He'll he'll fight the first four rounds and win three of them, I think, and then uh, he'll be working beautifully. And rather than carry on just trying to avoid fights and just coming in and out with quick combinations and then you know moving in and out again, he'll instead uh, try and engage uh, Crawford when he gets mm. first time he gets punched in the face, he'll decide to start swinging, which um, <laughs> is a noble and a fighting spirit, but just not sensible when you've got the uh, gifts Amir Khan's got. Um, carry on just being smart, but. 
He won't. He'll uh, he'll get dragged into a fight. That I'll play more to Crawford, and then Crawford will start taking the fight. I'll pick I'll pick Crawford on points by. Uh, I don't know, 116, 112, 117, 111, something like that. Do you think if if Khan maintains discipline, you think he's he's got a he's got a very good chance then? Very, so if you, you very, say he's going to get if he gets hit, he'll go toe to toe. But if he doesn't go toe to toe and he does actually stay, um, you know, like I say, stay disciplined and uh, sticks to his strengths, you think you think he's got a, genuinely has got a chance? Yeah, a chance. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't, very good would probably be strong. Um, but he, I mean, he's incredibly quick, Khan, and he can come in and out. And mm. even, I mean, Crawford's very skilled, and they say timing beats speed. And he, he probably will find. I think that's what he'll he'll find counters for Khan. But I think speed kills, doesn't it? He's he's, he's really hard to. <laughs> you can't say timing beats speed and then say speed kills in the next 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 breath. You can use any cliche you want. I think. Um, <laughs> I, I think that's something. I mean, ultimately, I think uh, he'll. He will, he will time eventually, and he'll either put Khan down or it'll dispirit him, and Khan will start flailing. But uh, yeah, what I think, do, I, think what, Khan, what? I think if you look at Khan, I mean, even Alvarez, he was ahead on the cards when he went down, like, and that's one that you know one of, we're talking top five pound pound again. He did get caught, um, mm. but you look against Danny Garcia, he was looking very nice there. Prescott, he never really got started. Peterson, he you know he lost to a drug cheat, and I thought he probably won that fight. Uh, Khan, mm. Khan's, um, he's, he's barely ever in a dull fight and I think that's what makes him exciting and probably why he's a big name um, Crawford is, is supreme and he has looked bloody good but he's, he's, I don't think he's ever been in anyone as quick as Khan and that will cause problems early on and we'll see if he's got the answer I think he probably has but I think yeah I think Ali Khan could have could have had a, a far better career if he was a bit more disciplined and, and didn't enjoy biting down his gum shield and throwing his hands in Um mm. But yeah, ultimately, I think uh, yeah, Crawford will catch up to him. It'd be interesting to see. I'd, I'd love to see a discipline Amir Khan. The only one I can really think of that he stayed pretty disciplined and very smart was the Devin Alexander fight, which was his his best performance in my eyes. Um, mm. And he, he absolutely took Devin Alexander apart. He was a pretty handy world champion at that point. Um, but yeah, overall, they're, they're a bit too few and far in between uh, with Khan. And yeah, uh, so ultimately, ultimately, we've probably. Back Crawford because skills pay the bills, don't they? They do. I, I like to. I like <laughs> to think uh, Amir Khan will prove me wrong, but yeah, he's um, you, you, like we said, Lomachenko probably pound for pound number one. Crawford would be number two or certainly top five for, for most people. Um, probably number two for mm. me, and I think uh, yeah, Khan will probably go the same way. Crawford did not not as quickly, but yeah, he'll end up realizing he's in with one of the, the very best in the world, and, and no shame in losing. And uh, we'll let the Kelbrook talk commence here again. Straight after, I imagine. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's probably this week done, Gareth. Uh, unless there's, uh, oh no, so there isn't. One more did thing. You know? uh, let, did keep, keep forgetting this. Um, you did keep forgetting, uh, which I'm quite quite pleased that you keep forgetting. I don't know why, because uh, I absolutely loved watching uh, the golf yesterday, um, and uh, the tiger has roared again, Gareth. Um, after 11, yeah. 11 years away from the major spotlight, Tiger Woods has come back and won a. A golf major. Uh, he won the US Master yesterday. Uh, in the end, by a single stroke, but he uh, he gone two up with you know with one to play. So he sort of was in the bag as he was coming down the 18th. Um, being called the greatest comeback story ever. Um, we won't debate that just now. What, what, what we should know is Gareth. That was his 15th major. Um, mm-hmm. Say so, uh, it was 22 years after his first, which was the Masters again in '97 when he won it by 12 strokes, and he was the new. The new uh, hot thing in uh, in golf, and then he 
uh, dominated goal for a long period and then he had some pretty well publicised personal problems and then he had some injury problems on top of that and he's great comeback story to say some have called it the greatest ever but he's now three majors off Jack Nicholas, the Golden Bears record can the Tiger catch the bear Gareth? Um, well, we had this debate, didn't we, uh, when we were in uni, um, or just after? So just after his last one was two thousand and eight, was it? Tiger's last uh, last win. Yeah, two thousand eight. Yeah, US Open, wasn't it? Um, so yeah, so we we debated <laughs> not long after that whether we would. We would. Um, I think we we had some sort of bet that, would, that lasted seems to last years and years. But um, I think I gave you. I don't know, four years for the Tiger to, to try and catch it in, the, in that time. That's, thankfully, that's when Tiger had his um, dip in form and focused on his women. And, um, yeah, things all started going awry, didn't it? But, um, but yeah, so, and back then we were, we were debating whether it was, it was possible. Um, and since then, I, I think I've, I'm quite pleased. I'm not a big fan of Tiger. Um, I think he's, he's an, um, he does amazing for the sport. I think the amount of people who... Uh, get excited, grown men getting excited over uh, over a tiger coming up uh, over the hill. Okay. Um, yeah, it's uh, he, he gets quite a following, doesn't he? And, and you know, fair play to him for it is a, a very good comeback. Um, but doesn't mean I like the bloke. Um, and uh, and yeah, it, it, I think it's it, from that point of view, it's probably quite exciting. Now it's a chance that if he has, uh, yeah, he, why not? Why why can't he? Um, yeah, beat the Bears' uh, Bears record. Um, so he, yeah, he needs another four then, doesn't he? Um, he, he needs three to three to uh, equal four to three to equalise. Yeah, he's um, he's up against time, and he's also up against a very good field. Um, he's forty three now. Nicholas won his last of forty six, which was seen as um, a bit unbelievable when he did that then uh, when he won the Masters in eighty six. Um, but. Yeah, I think he's probably still a, a bit of a bridge too far. I think if you look at the golf field now, he's and you saw yesterday, there's a lot of very good golfers out there. And while it's incredibly impressive, and he, he probably had the the bit of the aura of the Tiger of old, he used to sort of almost seem to have won tournaments mm. before he went in yesterday. And in, in the final round, I don't think that's going to last for tournament after tournament. Um, and I think the I think I think it's it's slightly different with Tiger though in that. Um, his ability to kind of like capture people's imagination and people like just like I say like grown men just willing him to 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 succeed. Um, he's, he's, yeah, I don't know whether that, that ever happened with um, with Jack, but uh, yeah, he's got he's got quite a that people. Were, I think Muller's uh, Molinari came out afterwards and said how he uh, he he could feel people hating him uh, as he was taking his shots and. Uh, you know, he, he he felt that he was people were quite relieved when he he messed up. Um, I mean, yeah. I think Tiger was always a huge superstar and was always very popular in how dominant he was. But he came across as a bit more aloof and um, a bit of a machine, didn't he? And he was his golf was machine like yesterday. But when he won, he was a bit more sort of joy. He didn't seem as uh, oh, well, he's been exposed, hasn't he? He um, I don't want to go too mm. much into his personal stuff, but he was um, exposed as not being a, as being a very imperfect human, um, and it sort of brought him mm. very much to crashing back down to earth from rock bottom, and he had problems with uh, addiction as well, with um, painkillers and stuff, and, and the, obviously the public crash. And he was, I think, only in 2017, he was about 1100 ranked 1100 in the world in the golf rankings. So he, mm. he, he, he did hit rock bottom. Um, 
And so, yeah, he was what was always a golfing superstar, and he certainly helped um, popularise golf. And I think a lot of the players who today would, would tell you that he was one of the ones they watched when he was younger. He's got that as well as now he's a bit of a redemption story, and I think that was probably what got captured yesterday and why it became such a big story. And while he was, yeah, why the likes of Molinari and Finau were, were, um, <laughs> had no one, in the, <laughs> no one in the crowd supporting him, and if, if their own family parked up, they probably would have got um, bundled and uh, shut down. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think. Um, yeah, he certainly, he's probably got even more, well, he has got even more fans than he certainly had before um, as, as, a, as a sort of more vulnerable, uh, slightly more human tiger than he was. But, um, so yeah, I think the crowds will definitely be behind him at the uh, the next major, uh, the US Open. Um, but, yeah, I think there's, there's that many golfers. Well, you know, Tiger was a bit different when he was, he used to be one of the longest off the team. He used to dominate courses. Now, you've got plenty of players who, you know, the Dustin Johnsons, Brooke Kepses, Brooks Kepsis of this world who can just dominate off the tee too so um, mm. I'd love to see uh, if he could win another one this year then it'd really be on um, but he's yeah there's a lot of, you know you can golf's a frustrating sport isn't it and you can have a great tournament you can come you know fourth and you've you've not won it I think uh, 18 over a bridge too far but I wouldn't, wouldn't put past him winning uh, maybe one more possibly two um, <laughs> so, so you're, you think he's going to be one shy then I'll probably, if, I, if I was betting, I'd say I reckon he wins one more in his career. He's finished on 16, a couple short. Um, well, over the years, you've, you've bet on him uh, on winning on him winning quite a lot. So uh. I do, and I'd, uh, I'd love to be proved wrong. I just think he's a very strong field. He's getting on. Um, his back held up yesterday, but four back surgeries is no joke, and we'll see how long that lasts. Um, and yeah, he's um, you know he was very cerebral the way he played yesterday. He wasn't you know dominating and hitting massive drives. He was putting the ball in the right, you know, to that. The hole that probably went in for him was the twelfth, wasn't it? Where four of the other top six all went into the water, mm. and he just hit it um, off to the to right hand side of the green, and then knocked it in. You know, it was like being a bit more clever and using his knowledge rather than the the physical gifts that were once so apparent for him, and you know the ability to, to dominate a course. So, I, but that would have been the same same for, uh, for Nicholas too when he got older. He did, but I mean, he he won a lot less when he and he got very old, and eighty six was a big shock. <coughs> so. I don't, uh, I don't know if Tiger, you know, Tiger's not going to win the three in a year like he did. Um, was it three or four, three times in the past week he did that? He won three, three majors in a year when, and he held all four mm. at one stage, didn't he? Um, I can't see him doing that with this stack to field now, and I think the level of competition is against him. And yeah, and in his own, in his own body holding up, um, we'll, we'll see on that really. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the, Nicholas won his uh, before the 86 his last two he won two in 80 so it was quite a long gap um, hope Tyler proves mm. me wrong because it was bloody superb yesterday and um, yeah long may it continue him being a, be a competitive figure in the golf but 18 I think will probably be a bridge too far I think even uh, even Pep uh, said after the uh, the City game uh, they asked about him gonna, is he going to watch Chelsea Liverpool and he said no I'm going to go and watch Tiger <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, it was, I mean it was Twitter was a wash yesterday Serena Williams saying she had tears in her eyes um, I saw Trump and Obama president uh, ghost of Christmas uh, president or president president and past were both piping up um, mm. yeah to a lot, a lot of American sports stars it seemed like it very much captured the imagination over there and, and yeah he, he very much has um, who doesn't love a comeback story Um but, uh, yes. Yeah, me when it's Tiger. <laughs> <For the month. laughs> I, I very much enjoyed it, Gareth. And um, yeah, if, if that's the last thing he does in golf uh, in terms of winning the major, I'm sure he he could uh, be very happy with that. 
mm. 11 years after he won his last one and year 22 after his first um, so well played Tiger uh, keep on roaring but if you don't uh, you, you still uh, still had a great achievement and uh, probably kept your career off very nicely yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, yes, that'll probably be all from us. Uh, wish you all, all listeners a happy Easter and a happy Easter to you, Gareth. Uh, yeah. Well, the only other one was the the Paris Bay and the cycling season started. Um, Go on. Yeah. So uh, Gilbert won the uh, Paris Bay. He's uh, he's starts off in good form. Um, let's see. Philip, see whether he's going to. Uh, Philip, Philip Gilbert. Yeah. How old is he now? I feel like he's been around for. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Still, still winning. Yeah, yeah, and he's been dominating early in in the early season. Um, Round about the years, they just had Tour of Flanders, and uh, yeah, so I think the first majors, uh, well, probably 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 another eight weeks or so away yet, but uh, and then we've also got the Cricket World Cup. I think squads are being announced, um, so perhaps uh, we'll do something on that uh, in the next couple of weeks. Um, maybe once uh, once squads are being announced. Yeah, don't see why not. And uh, we might be back with the uh, Snooker World Championship, the Crucible to start in Gareth. Oh, yeah. And last year. Um, yeah, it's a funny thing, isn't it? Because you have to book your tickets a year in advance. Um, and we've, we've been trying to go for the last, what, three or four years? We're still not quite managed uh, We've sold some tickets to book, some people. Book, book tic- <laughs> yeah, book your tickets. And then after uh, yeah, babies come along and all that kind of stuff, and it's not happened, but never mind. Uh, but well, no, I, did go, I did go last year, to be fair. But. Uh, um, so yeah, that starts on Monday, and obviously it's the the Premier League um, next weekend is City Spurs, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and then they play United after that, and I think by then we're all caught up, and we'll know. Uh, in the meantime, we play Cardiff, um, and we'll know we'll know a bit more about that. Um, at least at least uh, one end of the Premiership is exciting. Although to be fair, the relegate the last. Spot the relegation zones, uh, not too bad, is it? It could get very interesting if Cardiff turned Brighton over tomorrow, um, but we'll, mm-hmm. we'll see on that. Uh, well, Gareth, uh, yeah. I'll say have a happy uh, sleepless Easter, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, thanks very much. And uh, <laughs> catch you next week. Thanks all. See you later. Beep, Bye. Beep.